we thank you for joining us again. We are back with another episode. It's not an interview, it's a conversation. And let me tell you, we have some phenomenal guests on this week, on this episode that's going to be with us. But before we get to that, we wanted to share something with you. First of all, we want you to know that you can find us on Instagram at The Messenger RPM. You can follow us on Facebook at our Facebook fan page at Jesse The Messenger. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Jesse The Messenger on YouTube. We have plenty of videos and things that you can go and glean information from to help better your day, help better your life. Just share the wisdom that you receive from any of those videos with someone else so we can continue to be that light that God has called us to be. Here's what I want to share with us today before we get started with our guests that are on phenomenal guests and you all are going to love them. I'm telling you, you all are going to be blessed uh, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, wherever you are across this globe, God has made it possible for you to be able to be blessed from all the way across one side of the world to the other. God is awesome. He told us to go into all the world and teach all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But when he said that, who knew that we would be at this point of life to where we can reach people all the way across the globe? What I'm trying to share with you is this. Whatever God says, he will bring it to pass. All he desires is someone that would have the faith enough to trust him. You can find that scripture in Matthew 28, 19 and 20. He told them, Jesus told them, commissioned them to go into all the world. In other words, go impact the world. Go affect the world in a positive way with the light of God's word, with the love of Jesus Christ. And so many times we discount our ability to do it because we look at how far we haven't come instead of how far we have come. And then the truth of the matter is, it's not your ability. It's your availability that God is looking at, that Jesus wants, is your availability to go and do what he's commissioning you to do, what he's commanded us to do. And I want to serve you notice, everyone that's listening from a bishop to a hobo under the bridge, if you are a child of God, and you have accepted him as Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, this is one job you don't need a degree for. All you need is a testimony. Ooh, talk to me. All you need is a testimony, and no one gets exempt from being a witness. It doesn't matter how far up the ranks you go in your religious organization or whatever you're part of where you come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, nobody gets exempt from being a witness. So I love how God does that because he levels the playing field for everyone, that it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in, wherever you may be, from corporate to living in homeless shelters, it doesn't matter where you are. God has still commissioned you. He's authorized, he's given you authority. He's deputized you. He's given you the authorization to speak for him about him through his word now that's something awesome i don't care what you say when god saves us he delivers us he heals us there's no institution that can teach you better how to speak for someone that loved you while you were unlovable so i just want to encourage you as you listen at the episode I want you to pay attention to what God is speaking to your heart. I want you to pay attention to what God is saying. I want you to pay attention to what God is confirming in your life. I want you to pay attention to where you are and where you want to be in God. And see if not, through myself and this awesome couple, the Lacey's that we have with us on tonight's episode, this morning's episode, this afternoon's episode, see if not God will speak through them and give you a word that would help you go. See, I'm from the South, down in the country. We say another father. See if not God will speak a word through this awesome couple that will help you go another farther, a little bit farther, make a little bit more progress than what you did on yesterday. All right. We thank you. 
We are here on the RPM Podcast Show, giving you something to encourage your heart and lighten your mind. Most of all, to help you see yourself how God sees you. You stay here. Don't you go nowhere. Don't touch that dial. Don't you turn that phone off. Don't you do nothing. You stay right here. We'll be right back after this break with our guest, The Lacey's. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging in with us. And I tell you, your waiting will not be in vain because we have in the house from Dallas, Texas, from Garland, Texas, from Austin, Texas, Waltahatchee, Texas, Houston, Texas. Let me tell you, they just, they all over the place because this couple that we have tonight this evening, this afternoon, is the Lacey's. My brother and my sister, Reverend Lacey, both of them are ministers of the gospel. They are here with us on this episode to give us some things that God is laying on their hearts. I am glad about it. So we're going to bring our brothers and sisters in. And let me tell you about them before they get here. These people here, are some of God's choice servants. Whenever they speak, people listen because they come from the heart. They don't come from a condemning standpoint, but they come from how can we help make you better? How can we help you grow into all that God wants you to be? She is a lawyer. He is uh, works in the school districts as an AP principal. I know he got some more rankings. I just don't know all of them, let me tell you, but they're solid people. And the children love them. Couples love them. The people at the church love them. The community love them. And you're going to love them also. So right now, we want to bring on the Lacey's. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Doing good, bro. We good, we good. Glad to be here. Well, let me tell you, it is my pleasure to have you on this episode. And I didn't want to do this episode with no other couple other than you all, because I believe you all can speak volumes to this. Uh, faith, family, finance, in the marital relationship of husband and wife, man and woman how God instituted it. I believe you all can speak volumes to that. And I never will lose this thought of when I first met you all. I saw you all at a church and you all were given a testimony of how God challenged you all to do something. And you stepped up to the challenge, not knowing what the outcome would be, but just the simple fact you knew God had promised that he would take care of you. And it was in the realm of finance. And I find that sometimes when it comes to our uh, family, our faith and our finances, sometimes we start to waver in those areas because we have either acquired things or we lost things and now we're trying to regather. So sometimes the church becomes a place that we start Xing off the list and then say, God, understand it. But it was something about you all's faith that sparked my interest. And from that day that I saw that, I've consistently been seeing that. So as we talk about relationships, and we talk about faith, family, and finance. I just want you all just to kind of give us a little backdrop about y'all's life a little bit, as much as you would allow us to know, and just share with the people how you've come to this point in your walk with Christ. Um, okay, well, uh, Saron and I met each other in August of 1999. He was a sophomore at Sam Houston State, and it was my first year. And um, the day that he met me, one of the things he looked at me and said was, we're going to be friends. And I'm like, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> if you say so, you know, I don't know you like that, but all right. And <laughs> from that day forward, I have to say that 
he has been my friend. He has always been there for me through any and everything. And um, we've grown together. We finished college together. He's been there when I went to law school. I was there when he went to uh, get his master's degree and all of his certifications and things along those lines. At this point, we have been married for about 13, 14 years, somewhere up in there. Yeah, uh, we have, thank you, thank you. We have um, three of the most amazing, wonderful children on the planet, CJ, Sydney, and Wyatt. Um, and we enjoy doing life together. It's something that uh, we tell one another all the time is that we are grateful that God saw fit for us to mm -hmm. do life with one another and that there is no one else on this earth, on this planet, in this world um, that we would want to do life with. And um, there have been fun times. There have been super good times. There have been bad times there have been some in-between times <laughs> there's been some <laughs> ugliness um but at the end of the day it's the two of us god in the center of it all against mm. everybody else period that's what's up now let me tell you that was a perfect segue into the first question of our discussion and, and that question is, how important is it for the family structure to be solid or centered in God? How important is that? Uh, I, think it, I think it's real solid, you know, uh, real important for you to be solid and real important for you to be centered in God. Uh, to be, when we first, if, if we were, you know, going to be honest, when mm -hmm. we first started dating, me and God had an understanding. He don't come bother me. I won't come bother him. <laughs> uh, and, you know, that that was, that understanding came about through a series of events that happened mm -hmm. in my life. Okay. Uh, we started dating in 2001. And then uh, in 2000, I lost my grandfather. Two months after that, I lost my grandmother. Uh, and another three months after that, I lost another grandfather, uh, all within the same year, same semester of college. Uh, and at that time, you know, I said, you know what, you know, we we are faithful people. I know the Bible. I know the word. I, part, you know, I go to church and I decided that, you know, I'm just going to do my thing and let God do his thing since he was doing it, you know, doing it anyway. And upon us dating uh, and starting our the this journey together, one thing that she told me is that uh, church was a, a non-negotiable. Mm. And I and I know for some brothers that listen to this, they'll you know they'll they'll do it, but if you're not doing it for yourself, uh, on, it won't man. it won't last. You know, so I know it sounds like oh I got back in the church. Uh, because of Janine, and I, I don't want that to be the message. Mm -hmm. Janine was the catalyst to repair the relationship Come that on. I already had with God. Uh, and so when I got back into church, it was very much so uh, for me. And because we were both fixated on growing uh, our faith, it grew us together as well. So when you talk wow. about you know, being solid. If you if you if you're solid, if you're not solid, when the winds of life begins to blow, come you, on, you're going to be shook, right? And if your foundation isn't there, you won't be able to recover. But if you're built on on firm ground, firm understanding of the Word of God, and a firm, uh, and He's the the cornerstone to everything that you're building in life. When the winds blow, you're gonna be shook. Come on, man! All are on on a good foundation. You'll be able to recover, and that's the difference. The difference is that when life's trials and tribulations come, because we're firmly rooted in the Lord, 
uh, we can recover from whatever the world throw throw at us. You know what? <clears throat> I like how you said that. That when the trials come, you will be shook. So it is important for us to know just because you're rooted in Christ doesn't mean you're not going to have some difficulty. And I know sometimes people have this perception that once you come to God, it's all hunky-dory. Well, that's not the truth because you just stated storms are going to happen. And so the storms of life, when they do come, you definitely have to be rooted and grounded because if not, when the winds blow, it will cause you to start second guessing that very thing that you believed in the beginning. And I, I love how you made sure that was there because some people have got shook because life hit them. It wasn't just a good belly shot. I mean, it, it came and it lacerated them in certain places. And some didn't recover because they felt like this shouldn't be happening to me as believers. So uh, I love also how you said she was the catalyst that helped bring the, re the necessary repairs back for you in a family structure. That's important, man. And, and what I see out of that is it goes to the second question about how does your faith impact the strength of the family? How does your faith impact the strength of the family? Um, for us, if we didn't have the faith and the relationship that we have in God, we wouldn't have the strength to be a family. Mm -hmm. um, because you have to realize is that each one of us are two individuals and we were both raised differently and we have both seen different things happen in our lives and, and we both have our own separate trials and tribulations that have come even while we uh, have been married and if we didn't have God and if we didn't have our faith and if we didn't believe, we wouldn't be able to come together and be that support for the other one when they're going through or be there to help rebuild when there is a shaking up of things. Like it, it's, it's, it has to be the number one thing. And it definitely is for us because when it comes down to it, no matter whether we're up no matter whether we're down, we're always asking God, okay, how do you want us to move through this? How do yeah. you want me to be there for him? What wife does he need me to be today? What mm -hmm. husband does she need me to be today? What parent do our children need us to be today? And that all centers around what it is that God is asking us to do because ultimately he has to get the glory out of all of this. Wow. It's not just about me and him and, and the kids. It's about our relationship glorifying God. We want the people that encounter us to know that we would be nothing without him. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, this, this is getting good. This is getting good. I'll tell you what. We're going to come right back because I love how you done brought the children into this and God being glorified in the relationship. So we're, we're about to get a little bit more deep off in this. You all hang tight. We're going to come right back with our guests, the Lacey's. You all hang tough and we'll be right back right after this break. Welcome back. Welcome back to the RPM Podcast Show with your host, your boy, Chester the Messenger, and our guest, the Lacey's. Let me tell you, that last segment was just starting to fire up real good. But I'm going to tell you, we're about to make a bonfire out of this conversation right now because we know that last episode, that last segment had a lot of meat on the bone. But let me tell you. We about to fire this old smoke pit up in the spirit, boy, and it's about to get real good. So we left off talking about faith in the family and how important that is. So, Brother Lacey, my brother Sarone, I wanted you to elaborate on that a little bit more because I know there was still something else out there. I can feel you over there, man. I know you're getting ready, and I know you get real surgical with this thing. So 
let I'm gonna let you go ahead and start doing surgery on it. Talk a little <laughs> bit more about that faith. Elaborate on that some more with faith within the family structure. Uh man, it is so important because I think that well, really not that I think, I know that growing up, uh that we think things one way. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, I, I thought I was going to be the Huxtable. And you have, like Moses, I'm leading people to the promise. As a man, that's my goal. My goal is to lead my family to the promises of the Most High. And if my faith is not where it's supposed to be, if I'm not steadfast in my faith, then that is going to, to hinder my wife's faith. That's going to hinder my children's faith. Because as a man... Ooh they're looking toward me. So if I don't have faith, what am I passing down? I'm, I'm passing down a lack of faith to them. So now, instead of a family being faithful because of my lack of faith, we're a family that's faithless. And so we have to be reminded that oh, if man. we want our families to be strong, that the root of that strength comes from God. So our strength and our focus has to be God because we're going to go through some things you said uh, earlier you said why why is this happening to me and in the Christian church uh, a lot of preachers preach why not you know mm-hmm. that, that's that's their retort why not why shouldn't it happen to me because your test right, right. is going to come a testimony well Jesse I'll be honest with you that don't make me feel good about why things <laughs> that don't I know that doesn't give me any depth or recourse that why not doesn't quicken my faith as to why bad things are happening to me and so what I had to learn through my own studies is to remind myself is that uh when things happen to me I, I know that they're happening and my faith can stay strong because number one they happen to Jesus. The Bible says in Romans, it says when things happen to you, when you're going through your suffering, it produces perseverance and character and hope. God is trying to develop some things through you, and that development process is not always easy. So it's important that when God develops you, you can keep the faith. Ooh. Now, you know that counted all joy part. People, I ain't happy because it's happening. Well, <laughs> it ain't it ain't being happy because it's happening to you. The happiness is because of what it's gonna develop in you. Oh man. Yes, sir. Ha- happiness. Go ahead. Sometimes sometimes happiness is hindsight. If, oh. if, if I can count it all joy when I when I was uh in college. And and we were having parties, and we didn't know if the party, uh, we didn't know if the party was profitable until the end, and we had to count the proceeds of what happened all night. You can't count it all joy unless you've been through some things, and then at the end of the night, when you collected all that God has had for Ooh. you to collect, and you realize, I know it was a long night. I know I'm tired. I know I'm suffering. But when I count up all that God has gave to me, me going through all of that was profitable in the eyes of God. So as a result, I can, through all that work, I now can count it all joy. It didn't feel good to work and to toil while I was doing it. But now because of what it produced in my life, I can count it all joy. Oh, boy. I told y'all, I told y'all this thing is firing up. I'm telling you, this is what we're talking about. The faith, family, and finances in the Christian household. Sometimes we don't talk about these things enough because we only want to give the testimony after the aftermath. But we're talking about what goes on during all of this stuff before you hear the glamour of the testimony and all this. This is what it takes. It takes being solid in your faith. You got to be. And the and, and if you didn't hear anything else, you all up to this point, I hope you all heard the harmony between this husband and wife. How can I be 
the husband she need me to be today? How can I be the wife she need me to be today? See, there's harmony here. There's harmony. And harmony doesn't happen without some challenges. Every time you hear somebody play a piano and it just sends chill bumps up your back and all this kind of stuff, make your hair stand up on your neck, just know they were in a piano class and couldn't hit a key right. What you're hearing is, ooh, what was developed in them after going through the testing. This is what the laces is saying. I love how you said it, bro. The joy and the happiness is hindsight. Oh, man. Because it don't feel good at the moment. But when you hear these children, when you hear people that do well playing music or whatever their gifts and talent is, speaking and all that, they didn't get there because they just were good. <laughs> no, they got there because they went through the rough stuff. Yes, sir. Sometimes, Jesse, Woo! sometimes, bro, we are enamored with the product. Mm. When you see me and Janine and people tell us all the time on Facebook, on social media, you know, oh, y'all are just a wonderful chocolate couple and y'all are doing it right. And y'all relationship goals <laughs> and y'all are this and y'all are that. I, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this. Uh, and, and I'm not saying this in such a way that I don't appreciate it. But what I'm saying is when we get all of those accolades and all those compliments, what they're complimenting is the product. Right. Yeah. You see, the product <laughs> is what you see. The product is what's on display. The product is, is, is a result of the process. They don't see the process. Ooh, they, they, didn't see, they don't see the process. They don't see all that we've been through didn't see all the struggles they didn't see us crying at night because we we couldn't conceive a child and we were struggling to, mm, to get our first God. they did they don't see the process our financial issues they didn't see the process and all the mistakes we made and how god had covered us and when they see our smiles the smiles is the product but to get there god took us through a process bro and the Man. process is not oftentimes put on display. It, it happens behind the scenes. It happens in the midnight hour. It happens yeah. when nobody else sees it. So oh, then Jesus. when I, now I come out, I can hold and proclaim my wife without spot, uh, spot or a wrinkle. And I can be the husband God has called me to be all because we went through the process. You can't get, you can't want our product and not be willing to go through our process. Well, now. Man, let me You have you. to be willing to go through it, bro. Woo, bro. Well, I said it all the time. I said all the time. You don't want my testimony. Whatever you love about me, you don't want my testimony. Because whatever you love about me and you glorify God about what he's doing in my life, you don't want the testimony I had to go through to get right here. Oh, bruh, the product is what they see, not the process. Man, let me tell you, that moves us into this next question. And I'm glad you brought it up when you talked about having to restructure and fix the finances. Here's what I want to ask. How important is it to discuss finances in the family, including teaching the children? Okay. Uh, number one, fine. You know, finances are very important. When you look at all the data, um, when it talks about divorce um, mm -hmm. and why people separate, finances is always somewhere in the top. Yeah. Whether it's in yeah. the top 10, top five, top three, wherever. When you look at the data, you Google it. You All you got to do is Google top reasons for separation. Finances will be there um, because money can cause additional stress. Yeah. Um, especially if your money not right, you know, mm -hmm. and it's very important. It's very important. And me and Janine um, have fought that battle, 
you know, for many, many years before we get to the point where we are now, you know, and where mm-hmm. we can do some things and, and live kind of free because we had to talk about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we were, you know, when we first got married, no kids, you know, we would make it wasn't an issue, you no, know, because we had more. So we could, I could go buy anything and everything I wanted because we were making so much money. money. We, we didn't have an issue, but when she got, and it's like God pulled uh, the rug up and saw all the dirt that we had swept under the rug trying to hide. And it, that was, that's what our finances were. And so we had to be able to sit down and talk and realize, number one, that the way we handle money is different, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you have to know, you have to have these uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. True. to be able to say, you know, Janine has to tell me, Saron, you can't save every penny we have. And I have to be able to say, well, Janine, you can't spend every penny we have. It has to be a delicate balance. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because if if you spending all the money we got and I'm not happy because we're not saving, or if I'm, I'm saving, saving all the money, money you're not happy because you don't get to spend it, that fosters more problems. Right? right? Mm-hmm. Understood. Uh, uh, I, I believe, believe that, that uh, every marriage and have a financial plan. Every marriage yes, to sit down and have financial plans. I used to be one, and then I'm gonna let Janine share, you know, her her perspective. I used to be uh, a one pot guy, and uh, I thought, you know, you know, in the church, that's what they we all won. Yeah, yeah, we all we all won. One pot, one marriage, one money. We all won. Well, guess what? That don't work for us, bro. Yeah, <laughs> us that, either, brother. <laughs> you know that don't work and I felt guilty for a long time and I told Janine I had to apologize because I said I God told me to to change some things but because I was I wasn't listening it caused us some unnecessary suffering but um we had to change some things now she has access to my account right right I have access to her account we not hide no money right but to manage it to where we're good stewards over what God gave us, we had to come up with a plan that worked for us. We had to, because if it, it brought too much undue stress yeah. into our relationship. Absolutely. Communication is key. Communication is key. Um, we cool. had to have um, some very, very difficult conversations when it came to our finances you know as he alluded to I'm the spender and he's the saver and it has always been that way um growing up I was not taught about money I knew we had it Mm -hmm. but I wasn't about it I wasn't taught how to really budget I wasn't taught how to live within my own means I wasn't taught how um, to save and and things along those lines. And those are the things that I brought into our marriage. That's what mm-hmm. I brought. You know, I was like, well, we've always had it. I work. Why not? I can spend it. It's not that big of a deal. You know, and because he loves me and has always lo- allowed me to do some things that he knew he should not have allowed me to do. And I will be very, very honest. Um, I put our family in uh, a detrimental situation when it concerned our finances. Um, Saron has his photography business and um, he was making money on the side outside of his on the side outside of his regular job. And he was spending money on things. And even though he was spending money to reinvest in the business in mm-hmm. my mind and, and, and in the cloudiness of, of that I had going on, all I saw was him spending money. And in my mind, I'm like, well, if he can spend money, I can spend money too. Wow. Not even thinking about the fact that he 
was reinvesting in the business to make sure that me and the children were taken care of. And so every time he spent money, I spent money. It had gotten to the point to where that one pot we had, I was spending to zero every month. And not only was I spending the cash to zero, I was running up credit cards. And because we didn't talk Mm -hmm. to one another about Mm -hmm. finances, because early on in our relationship, it was just so hard um, to have that conversation about money. We didn't talk about it. It was what it was. I paid all the bills. So most of the time he didn't even know they were run up to where they were, you know, and it created a storm in this house. Um, Not only was I not being a good steward over what God had given us, I was also not being truthful to my husband. And I know a lot of people are like, well, he never asked about it. So you didn't lie. I'm like, well, either way it go, I lied by omission. Yeah, I didn't yeah. tell him the truth. I yeah, wasn't he, honest yeah. about where we were. I was trying to fix it in my own way. And it created, oh my God, I rocked his house. And when I say talk, when we talk about, blah, 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 my bad. That no problem. <laughs> when we say talk about the money, we mean talk about the money. Like yeah. we I we used to talk about hey what the account look like right. is good and we kept pushing. But um when all of this went down, I bought a program called Quicken. This is what broke us. Yeah. I, I bought a program called Quicken because I look at the account and I'm over here li- living like a bum. And in my head, I'm like, man, we should have all this money saved up because I'm not spending no money. Like we should, I have money left over because I'm really living below my means. I'm not getting haircuts. I'm not like all of the the pleasantries that I normally would take. I'm not doing because I'm trying to save money. And I go to the account and I'm like, we ain't got no money. Where the money at? And so I went and I got quicken and it details where the money is and where it goes. And that's how we started handling our finances. So now when we look at the account, we're tracking, where's this bread going? Where's this money going? What you spending it on? Where is it doing? And that enabled us to get out of that, that hole. And so what we're doing now is that we finally grabbed our plan and we're finally, you know, in a good place where we can talk about money and not be a fight. We're yeah. passing that that wisdom and that struggle, uh, the knowledge of that struggle right. that we learned from that struggle down to our kids. Mm-hmm. We're doing things to, you know how black, you know how black people do back in yeah. the day, mama put you on the cable bill, mama put <laughs> you on the water bill, and by the time you get out of school, your credit already wrecked. Because they yeah. don't pass the bill around, you know. Yeah. Well, instead, what we're doing is when our kids get old enough, we're gonna them on our credit cards that have zero balances on it. So when they turn 12 and 13, by the time they graduate college at 24, they got 10 years of positive credit history. Wow. Come on, brother. That's it. You see, you up, see what man. I'm saying? Hey, we're yeah. starting, we're starting them out in a lot better place we're we're teaching them how to save now yes we're teaching them to live debt free now we're teaching them to budget now we're teaching them all of these things now so they don't have these struggles that we had because a lot of the times parents don't teach you the nuances of money my mom this is what i told my mama she got mad at me and i know she's gonna listen to this i said really teach me about money And she said, what's there to teach? If you got it, spend it. If you don't, don't. (laughs) And and, and for real. And in her mind, in her mind, that's her her way of teaching me. But I'm like, we're not talking about 401ks. We're not talking about Roth IRAs. We're not talking about retirement and and, and, uh, compound interest. And Insecure credit versus secure credit. credit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not talking about how credit in America, if you don't have good credit, you're hindering yourself, especially as, you know, and we're going to keep it 100, especially as black people. Right, right, right. Real talk. Real talk. 
if I'm trying to be a uh, get any type of credit for any business loan, my credit got to be right because we're already uh, lowest on receiving of those loan dollars anyway. So then when you toss in bad credit, we sure can't get uh, anything. So when it comes to housing and cars and, and interest, and that's how they nickel and dime us to death, you know, is through high interest rates to keep yeah. us down. I don't want my kids to go through their struggle, bro. Me and my wife are fighting that battle now. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to fight it coming up. They have a head start because we remove those obstacles and we're also extremely honest with them yeah will tells us all the time that we tell them way too much but our children are smart and they see us maneuver and they see us do different things and i'd rather be able to tell them the truth than to have to come back later and have to fix a lie that i've told them now and so we're honest with them You know, when they ask for certain things, okay, mommy and daddy can't afford that right now. And this is why. Or if they're like, well, hey, I can buy it with my money. Okay, how much do you have put up? If you don't have enough, you're not able to get it. Well, can I get a loan from you? No, sir, that's not how this is going to (laughs) work. And so we're just real, uh, try to be very real world with them about finances and what that looks like. And we let them see us communicate about them with one another so that they can understand the healthy way of talking about finances with the person that you love and with the person that you're going to be able to spend the rest of your life with, because you can't come at them sideways or they're going to shut down completely. Right. You know, let me tell you something. This is the kind of, conversations that I wish we would have had. My mom and dad did very well and doing very well, but these conversations were off limits. And it was like, I'm the daddy, this and that. And so you don't argue and fight with it. So you try to figure this stuff out yourself. And 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 like you, I, I messed up a lot of things, but I messed up doing, overdoing things and not being proactive on other aspects of trying to do the right thing, you know, just pay every bill. I was doing that, but I didn't have a system. And mm-hmm. so, you know, years it took me to get some things straight and I had to figure it out, but I'm going to tell you how I figured out. I started getting around people that had more than I had. Yep. And I started asking questions because one thing I did find out is that people that are successful at what they do, they're not really against sharing it with you because it's to their benefit to give out the wisdom and knowledge, especially when they know you've come from where they've come from where you are. You know what I'm saying? And there you are running up against some every now and then it may not, but we're talking about folks that we know we have a good relationship with and that can help us identify these moments because man the bible talks about money the bible talks about all this and sometimes we get so it becomes such a taboo situation and conversation until it's time to pay tithes and give offering you know and i just <laughs> keep 100 you know you, you you talk about that but then you don't talk about money management because you figure everybody know how to do it because they bring time no they do some of them do that out of fear and not obligation and love for god and That's so they true. just do it. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and that ain't, they ain't cool, man. Go ahead, brother. And let me say this too, bro. A lot of times we gonna, we want to be real. A lot of times people can't pay tithes is because they don't have the money management skills to 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 budget it. You know what I'm money. saying? I, and I heard clearly what you just said. So I want y'all to know I'm saying this one loud. He didn't say that you're not supposed to. They can't pay tie because they don't have money management skills to handle what they got left. So they don't know how to budget this thing. So they ain't going to have the faith to pay tithe because it don't make sense to them. As and, To them, it's giving away money that they can be paying another part of the bill with. Because so they maxed out. Yeah, they done maxed out, bro. I, I got it because you know it's going to be some folk talking. He telling them not to pay tithe just in the mess. No, we ain't. We ain't saying that. See, I'm trying to we trying to this, get you. This, this the show God gave me, man. So I can talk <laughs> like that. They know how I roll over. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get you to understand, bro. If you if you can manage and pay your tithe, 
what else? God, if you can't manage to pay your tithes right, how is Woo! God going to bless you with more to manage and you mismanaging the little? If we are faithful over a few things, come on now, make us ruler over many. What we desire, since we're talking about tithes, the Bible says that we determine how God's blessed us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall God give to us according to what? What we give to God. So if we want a pressed down, shaken together, and running a blessing, we have to have some pressed down, shaken together, and running over giving. Oh, boy. give in that fashion if you don't have the money management skills to be a good steward over what God has given you. Come on, man. Come on. Hey, man, this 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 is all of this is in relationships between husband and wife, man and woman, faith, family and finance. This is what we're talking about, because there are too many of us missing the blessings of God. Because we don't get this part right. And the most difficult conversations to have are really the most blessed conversations when you dive into it. Because you know why they're hard to have? Because it really liberates you. So the enemy going to fight you tooth and nail not to have it because he can keep you bound. The Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free that's not just from sin that's in understanding how to be good stewards over those things that god has given us from our children to our money to our time all of these different things that go within the confines and structure of marital relationships of husband and wife and i specifically wanted to talk about this because there are a lot of people that are moving in the realm of God and they're strong on one area, but they're not so strong on this area. And sometimes we just figure God will bless us to figure it out. No, you got to discuss. He told him, can we just sit down and reason together? Man, God want to talk to you and he'll talk to you through someone else. He'll talk to you through his word, but God is so powerful how he structured things that he wants us to be independent people, but we're interdependent on each other because the more we help each other, the more it solidifies the, the, the Christian family. And then we can show a unified front to the world. This is how we move. This is how God blesses us. And we want to share this same wisdom with you. You see what I'm saying? So, man, let me tell you something. This has been good. Got, got the last question here. Y'all, y'all got me fired up and smiling. I'm telling you, I love this, man. So what words of wisdom? I would like to hear something from both of you all, if you may. Uh, what words of wisdom would you like to share with the men and women that are dating and those that are husbands and wives? Uh, I would like to share to all the listeners something profound that I have learned over the course of time. This stuff is hard. <laughs> That's it. This is hard. It is not. This is hard. Not for the faint heart. Not at the faint of heart. You gotta want to do it. You gotta have a desire to do it. Yeah. And it's and it's hard, bro. And and it's not something that I don't think anyone can just say, "Oh, I'm naturally gifted at at this." This is something you have to work at. You know what I'm saying? Because people are ever-changing dynamic, bro. Uh-huh. And no matter how close you are to... So I've been with Janine since 2001. We have been together. That is 20 years, if I'm doing my math right. And there's things about her in the course of 20 years I still don't understand. I still don't get. I and I've been still on for 20 years. So you, you have to have a desire to be in it and to you know all the way and if if i had to 
to give something and I yield before to my beautiful wife, I would hit y'all with this first Corinthians uh, 13, four through eight. Love is patient, love is kind. Mm. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. If you are keen enough to listen, through our talks, we talked about how love is patient in our relationship. I've had to be patient with her. She's had to be patient with me, but even more, we had to be patient with ourselves. And not to, and not. That's good. That's good. It's kind when we had disagreements. I still had to be kind to my wife. When she was tricking off money, I still had to be kind to my wife. It does not envy. She had to learn that when I get certain things, your job is not to envy what I get. Why? Because if I'm really your man, I'm going to give back to you everything that I get and everything I'm getting, I'm getting it for your benefit. That's, yeah. that's what love, I ain't gonna go down the whole list, bro. But but that's what love is, and you that's have, to have those examples and see, am I applying this scripture? Not just reciting it, not just knowing it. Am I applying this scripture in my relationship? And I would like to submit unto you today that if you do, you will persevere. Why? Because love never fails. Mm, that's good. That's <laughs> good. That's good. I love that. Man. How am I supposed to find that? <laughs> I would say what's up on your heart. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you got to say something before we ended up out of here. Because, man, this is good, brother. This is good, sister. I'm telling you. Well, what I would say is to be yourself. To learn who you are at your core in God. Learn how you move and operate in this thing. Learn what you're good at. Learn how you can benefit him. Learn where your weaknesses are and be willing to allow him to step in to cover you in those areas. Mm. Understand what your relationship is. Understand what your role is in this particular relationship and just love one another. Be each other's safe space. People use that ah, term like that. all right. But like ultimately, that. what it means is, is that at the end of the day, when all of the ugliness that has gone on in the world, the one place he ought to be able to go is to you. And you should be able to be there to be whatever he, he needs in that moment. It's the same thing for him. And if you all are willing to be the other one's safe space Ooh. and keep God at the center of your relationship, no matter what comes, no matter who goes, y'all got this thing. Let, let me say this. Let me say this. She said, my wife Ooh. said something profound. She said, she said, find out what you good at. I want to add on to that. Also find out what you bad at and let your spouse do it if they good at it. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. I that, agree. Find out, find, knowing what you're good at is good, but I think knowing what you're bad at is even better because I need to take my hand off this that thing and let you work and let you uh, 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 bridge that gap for me. And a lot of times as men, this goes out to the men, as a lot of times as men, uh society has has you brainwashed thinking you good at everything and you supposed to run and this and do this in a relationship sir if you're not good at it let it go and let your wife who is your help me come and come on, help man. you so y'all can be productive i don't pay yeah. a whole lot of bills but i don't pay them on time my wife pays me yeah, but we have I like, conversations I like about that, bro. You see, you help me. You you got a lot of help, but you yeah. got you got to have your life together and give her a reason uh, <laughs> to want to help you, sir. You can't be. I'm I'm trying not and, to go off. And, and, and no, go ahead, no, go no, ahead, bro. No, no, we're gonna jump in right here. We're gonna jump in, okay? And I'm gonna say this: allow him to lead. 
Yeah. Not him to leave because that <laughs> this is where he was going. I'm just gonna give you the sweeter version. Yeah. So, <laughs> allow him to leave. And when he speaks to men, if you know husband's faith yeah. is rooted in God and that that's the voice that he's listening to, you don't mind following. Right. Oh. Now that. That's the way you put a cap on the night right there. I'm telling you. Let me tell you something, man. This has been awesome. Really, you y'all brought him to Jesus with that one. Y'all brought him to Jesus. God needs to be the center of whatever you all are doing. From relationship to your money to the family to whatever it is. Let God be the center. Let me tell y'all, ladies, I love y'all. I love the energy you bring, and the atmosphere is always charged when I get a chance to sit down, my wife and I, and talk to y'all because y'all have fun with this thing, but y'all keep it 100. And you see how she stepped in was his helpmate and helped him, so he didn't go. See, I know my brother. I was gonna let him go and run out there. <laughs> hey, I was let him run on out there. Hey, I understand. Cause I was going, man. I was going, and she said, "You know what? So you know, yeah, yeah." Hey, one thing we both know, Jesse. You and me both know. Both of us are passionate yeah. about yes being. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I am passionate about men being men and having those characteristics because I believe that when a man is doing what a man's supposed to do, that every he touch gonna be blessed because of it. And if we can get more men to stand in the gap for their families, for their communities, and for yeah. the that they have influence around and be men. Come man, on, man. Be unstoppable man we can change so much and so yeah. she i'm passionate about that too so she didn't want me to jump out there and <laughs> yeah well i tell you what though I'm, I'm gonna put this on the record we gonna come back and we gonna bring some brothers on and i'm gonna bring you back and we we gonna we gonna talk about it because i'm telling you one thing about real men is when they hearing from another real man they don't mind getting collared because they know they get collared to push them into something greater. So we we gonna we gonna have that one, brother. Don't worry about it. Hey, I'll be this. I know you are. Let me tell you this. I have thoroughly enjoyed you all. Queen and I are always related when we get a chance to talk to you all. She just came in and uh, she's chilling in the other room, but she just came in and I'm going to say this for the both of us. Thank you all for joining us on the RPM Podcast Show. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your clarity, the wisdom, God show. And thank you for the funny moments, man, because this is what, this is what make life grand with the one you wish when you can go through all these moments and you can still come up out of this thing smiling and saying you know what I'm ready to do a whole nother how many years with you let's do a whole nother day taking it day after day day after day but it takes going through what you said Saron earlier that process Can't want the product if you ain't willing to bake the cake, man. <laughs> you can't have what's on the box if you ain't willing to put in the work and put the ingredients it takes in order to get that cake. That's just what that is, man. Sometimes that's how we look at life. We see the picture and we want it. But do you want to you want you want that oil change on that Bugatti? You want to pay for that oil change? You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we want something, but we can't afford the maintenance of it. We want it, but we don't want to put in the sweat equity that it takes to get it. And that's what you all brought us on this episode is the clarity to the fact that it requires work. And I like how you summed it up, Saron. This thing is hard, but with God, all things are possible to him that believe. Hey man, I have enjoyed it. We are grateful. This has been your host with our guest, the Lacey's, on the RPM Podcast Show. 
giving you something to encourage your heart, enlighten your mind, most of all, to help you see yourself how God sees you. Y'all come back with us for another episode on the RPM Podcast Show. And until then, we say God bless you. We say thank you to the Lacey's. And most of all, keep your lady, keep your man, and y'all grow together and make this family strong, guys. Y'all hear us? We out.